completely redo it. Get rid of it. Move your shit over to Anchor and have them manage your feed. Don't, don't get your head up your ass about technical, okay? So just use the tools that you have available. Move your entire feed over to Anchor, first of all, because they're going to manage your time, your time stamps, everything. Your time stamps are all fucked. Your, your, your feed in, in uh, Apple Podcasts is completely screwed. Website completely Crap. Wasn't a nightmare. You really must uh, come by my studio one day. I'll show you exactly how it's done. All right, man. All right. I got to own up to it. Mac's got to eat a little crow because Mac was kind of a prick on the early episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to own up to it. There's been a there's been a significant amount of feedback and I got an email last night from my friends by the play about from the play by ear podcast. And I think um I think for this podcast we're going to uh we're going to revisit that one. Okay. So the reality is, is, I thought it was all a big nightmare, but for some reason, I was on a tirade back in the day. Uh, by back in the day, I mean a few short months ago. I don't know why. I do know why. I made a massive mistake. And and quite honestly, I owe these guys an apology because these are the guys I think I went hardest on. And I just ravaged their show. I had to go back and listen to it. They just uh, they sent a review request in a second one. They and they didn't realize that they had um, that they had just re, re had already been reviewed months ago. And so I re, I replied back and declined it. You know, with my new decline process and said it's already reviewed. And then I get a response from our friends over at the Play It By Ear podcast where they kind of handed my ass to me. Rightfully so, because when I went back and listened to that episode, man, there was it was a complete failure on my part. And I, I think my I think my friends, especially like Daniel Ferlito from the from the uh, um, Danger Close podcast, and a few others that were that came to me and kind of gave me honest feedback that hey, man, being hateful doesn't really help. And I think what was happening was at the time I was reviewing just podcast after podcast after podcast, and I would just skip podcast because the amount I had that were submitted, they were all rough, really rough. And I was just angry. Now that's no excuse to be, to be just hateful and mean and unconstructive to folks that don't necessarily deserve it. I mean, it really, the thing is, is he asked me the question straight up, you know, what is the concept? And why do you do this show? Let's ask that question to you, Mac. And and really, I had to step back and go, yeah, you're right, man. Why do I do the show? What is the concept? Rightfully so, you're mad. And I'm sure you haven't heard how the how the format of the show has changed since then. Um, I decline shows now because if I don't think I can give anything constructive, I'll decline them because there's no value to you as the listener or to me because it's a waste of everybody's time. Now, that said... I feel like for this particular situation, I owe these guys um, a re-review, a constructive re-review, because I was exceptionally hard on this show. Um, there were probably others that I'm not going to go back and listen to unless somebody reaches out, because I feel like, um, it, well, honestly, it's painful, because I was pissed. I was pissed. 
and it took a lot of uh, took a lot of anger and frustration for people to come out and at me. Again, you can check my reviews. You can see I'm getting hammered on it, which is fine. Um, that's not why I exist, to be honest. I don't exist to please anybody. However, it's not helpful when you are hateful. You know, it's like my wife used to say to our kids, "Are you helping or are you hurting?" And in this case, I was hurting. I was rude, inconsiderate, and just plain mean, being a big baby. So um, I'm going to give them a re-review today. I owe them a fair redo, and um, I'm not going to score it because I don't think these guys even need to be judged. I don't think I should be judging anything. I mean, I know some people submit to be to get a score, and that's what we do, but in this particular case... I believe that I kind of overstepped my boundaries in terms of using them as kind of, they, they, they kind of, I, I started shooting from the bow, man. And the thing is, is in my head, I justified it. I love this space. I get bothered by people who are coming in and I felt like we're messing it up. And I took it personally and started sending shots. And really those were complete assumptions. I don't, I don't know what anybody's intentions are. You know what I mean? And so to do that, to assume that people are here to screw it up or being lazy, that's unfair. There are a fair amount. I had to get some coffee. There are a fair amount of podcasts out there today that are dropping a mic down and there's an expectation that they should be bigger than they are. And these guys are not that. Um, If you listen to their show, they're, they're actually nice dudes. And like I said previously, they're actually kind of funny. What I didn't do is I didn't give them a fair shake like I do now. Um, and I don't know if I'd, if I'd turn them down now. Um, that said, we're going to give it a listen. I'm going to show you the episode that I listened to, um, which was episode 68. Uh, dumb things that you got in trouble for in school, school lunches in the past. And so we're going to give that a listen. And then I'm going to give it constructive feedback. We're not going to roast them. I don't roast anymore. You guys know that. I don't like light people up. It was fun to have a laugh every now and again. And we can, we can, but it doesn't have to be so mean. Now, the first thing that I went on was their website. Um, and I think it's playitbyearpodcast.com. And I I roasted on the on the theme of the website. He said it was like, I think I said, oh, it's just like by a 70-year-old or something of that nature. And really, here's here's what I think. Um from what Eric was giving me in the feedback, you know, he's got, a, it's a theme that they used for their website. And, you know, sometimes some of that stuff does look dated. And I, my background is software development and in web development. So I have a different type of opinion on that stuff. And sometimes uh, my standards high and that's not your fault. I think uh, in terms of website, I think what, what you guys might benefit from not that your traffic is coming from your website. Most everybody's traffic is coming from the distribution points like Spotify and, and um, Apple Podcasts. The website, first and foremost, I would look at uh, ThemeForest. I've said this before, ThemeForest.net and start looking at their WordPress themes. You will be blown away if you type in podcast WordPress themes um, and the WordPress themes category on ThemeForest or if you go to Squarespace. But I do, I do think that the website could use some help. I don't know where you use that as a as a publishing point. Also, suffice it to say, we're going to go a little long today. So, guys, I'm, I'm going to try to, fellow listeners and fellow podcasters, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible, but I owe it to these guys. This is my formal apology, 
And um, I want to make sure that I'm thorough with this. Okay. Okay. So the other piece that I that I hammered on was the podcast feed. And we've learned since then, um, I was saying the podcast, the, the episodes are all over the place. Since then, we've learned what happens with Anchor. And a lot of people have done this, which I did reply and, and let them know that um, the the email or from the email is that this is, this is an Anchor thing, but not an Anchor thing. This is actually a user error. Um, what's happening is the season problem. So some of their episodes they have listed as season one. They put a one in the season box in Anchor uh, when they just should put empty. They just leave it. Or if they have seasons, they should be numbering properly. What it is is some of their episodes are labeled at, with a one and some of their episodes are labeled empty. So what, what uh, Apple Podcasts typically does is they will say unknown season and then anything you have a season under, they'll group it under, group it by season. So you'll see season one first, and then everything under that will show up as unknown season. So I would recommend you guys either go in, and if you're going to do seasons, then number them properly. Number the ones that don't have a number in them. Or if you're not going to do seasons, then just delete the number and update the, each one of those episodes. So you just got to go back and update them, and then they get categorized correctly. Now, they made a point that, hey, we don't necessarily have Apple machines. We don't use the Apple podcast software that's on Anchor. However, I would say that is your responsibility as a podcaster to know what your show looks like in Apple podcast. So you should be checking that and you can absolutely get that software on your PC. Okay, now um, let's give the show a listen and then we're going to we're going to kind of we're going to kind of give it some pros and cons and some feedback. So let's give it a listen real quick. Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming. And, and what I don't, I'm not sure that I gave them credit last time, but the intro, they have a proper intro and it's well done. I mean, I could argue that they may need to get like a voice talent or bring the voice a little more up to the front. But outside of that, it's a good intro. It's better than 99% that are out there. It's unique and it's specific to the show. And it's short. Griffin. Like 30 seconds. That's perfect. Welcome one, welcome all, episode 68 of the Play By Your podcast, and kind of funny, I'd sit and watch you too, I could see you on the screen and Brady primping before the... And I would say another thing too, is that the their um, their audio is significantly improved over the episode that I reviewed previously, which congrats to you guys on that. <laughs> Powder. Yeah. My Clinique for Men bag reducer. And before I keep it moving any further, he made a comment, and I keep hearing this comment, he said, you barely even listen to the episode. I cannot overstate this enough that I listen to full episodes before I record these shows, period, point blank. I will listen to a full episode. That's why it takes me a significant amount of time to listen. Like I go for a walk and I listen to the episode or I'll sit in my office and look at the ceiling and listen to an episode or put it on the speakers and listen to it. But I listen to a full episode every time I record one of these shows. I don't know why... 
Um, this is where the misconception is like, you guys are podcasters. All of us are podcasters. You know that I can't play a full episode on this. I'm not going to play and unpack at someone's entire hour long episode on that. Nobody would listen. We're here for the quick hits, right? For the hot takes. We're here to get like tips and tricks and how to improve your podcast. Other podcasters are listening to know how, what they need to look out for. Right? So I can't include a full podcast on your show. However, Please bear in mind that I do listen to a, at least, at the very least, I give one episode just one listen. <laughs> it's good uh, to know that you can see us, though. I, the watch picking my nose or something, or yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I can make fun of you. All right, got ten people in the room. Sign okay, so in. and one thing I want to point out is the the lead guy. I think that's Eric. Loom in the shadows, like we say. You can do that too. Has an extremely hot mic, right? It's a hot mic. It's picking up way too much. But again, some sometimes you don't have control over um, that. Well, you do, way, but it, you have to. We have to fix uh, that. Things that we talked about. Hello, Allison. Uh, hello, Miss Wilson. Howdy, howdy, uh, guys. We have talked next week that we will uh, revise our starting time to seven o'clock. So we'll be back on our. Okay, so it sounds like they go live, which also adds some complexity to to recording a podcast because you don't have much opportunity to modify things in post in that case because you're doing everything all in one mix. Hall of Famer, two Hall of Famers in the room, or those who have checked in. All right, uh, once again, seven o'clock next week. Join us and. Uh, Again, make make note of the time change. All right. If you have not been here before, once again, we all come to the top. Or, uh, let me top. start that again. And actually, I need to backtrack real quick. One thing I wanted to, to backtrack on, um, artwork. We talked about artwork previously. And really, I mean, if we're, if we're being constructive and we're being honest, I think the artwork needs a little help um, because it doesn't necessarily play to what your show is about. And that's that's where I think you guys are going to struggle. Because this is where the thing is that I've I've noticed with a lot of podcasts, especially now after I've been doing this for what four five months now, almost over five months, is all the podcasts I've listened to seven days a week um, have. There's been a lot, a vast majority of them, and especially the ones that I've turned down now at this stage have been. We just talk about whatever. We they literally say they play it by ear. And I think that I think you guys would massively benefit by finding a a niche. What is your niche? Uh, it looks like um, um, interest in life experience growing up in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, as well as raising a family in today's world. I mean, there is a key right there. If that's what your guys' show is about, is it really play it by ear, or should we think about that a little deeper and think about call it? Um, you know, again, don't, this is me shooting from the hip. I have no note on this, but it's like, you call it the, um, the, the, uh, life experience podcast or something. I don't know. I'm all I'm saying is that's a really bad name, but because you guys have, you're edgier than that, but I'm just saying that you ha you should really consider creating something that allows you or creating a name that allows you to convey to the listener before they've hit that play button what you guys are about. Because play it by ear does not entice anybody to come in and, and listen. That's the truth. To our Hall of Famer, Christy Rocky and Joe Rocky and Vacation. You know what I mean? Think about that. If somebody says, yeah, hey, we're just going to play it by ear. Do you, oh, that sounds interesting. No, man. If they say, we're going to talk about our experiences in life growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
and raising a family in today's world. Now, if you have artwork and a very brief, um, I'm sorry, in a title that conveys that somehow, there it is. There's your niche. Because that appeals to me. That appeals to somebody my age. Raising a family in today's world, growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that, that, that appeals to me. Now I'm interested. Play it by ear, not interested. doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? I'm at the helm here. I can uh, have all kinds of powers. Power. One power word power in that word. <laughs> That's right. He's a helm hellion. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are in the order now on the screen that we will present. So, our I mean, these guys have a good, they have a good, um, good chemistry. I think that, um, I know they use StreamYard too. From what he was saying in the email, StreamYard is a vast improvement over what they had before. If you recall, if you don't recall, they had um, they had a uh, an air conditioner. One of them had an air conditioner running in the background. It was horrendous. It was it was hard to listen to, and you should be aware of that. You guys should be telling each other, "Hey, man, for an hour, shut your damn air conditioner off, or your fan, or whatever it is." Um, when you're recording, you know. I made it thinking of the good old school days, going back to school. But we're going to take a little bit of a different twist. See, last year we talked about things like school supplies. We've talked about some of our sophomore shenanigans before in school. But this um, personalities are great. Um, it sounds like they pick topics too. They play a game each and every episode. I don't. Maybe not every episode. I didn't go through all their episodes. But it sounds like they segment out, like each one of them picks a topic, which is cool. South Park, it don't make sense. It's a Chewbacca defense. So if people got <laughs> so in trouble. So it's like, it's like, hey, here's my topic. Here's my topic. Here's my topic. And then they, they unpack it, right? So that's their bits. That's their segments. Um, on the con side, I think audio quality is tough, right? They're, they're all remote. And they're all on microphones. Probably aren't the best microphones. Um, but you can, one of the things I would, I would recommend changing if you can hear, <laughs> okay. I don't know about you guys, but I never gotten any trouble whatsoever. So wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are in episode 68 of this show. And, and I guess we have been far enough along that we've talked about your shenanigans that we need to bring that back up today, <laughs> that you can even say that with a straight face, but it's uh, true. <laughs> far more energy than they had on the episode I reviewed, by the way. Okay. So, um, previously, before we get into our personal t- I feel you hear the really feedback though? Can you hear the guy's echo from his microphone that's talking right now? Things that they got in trouble for. We and then then I'm gonna flip the script a little bit, and these are going to be those trouble incidents that you experienced in high school. You hear that delay? Ninety nine percent sure that's whoever's hot mic that is. Oh, awesome! And like I said, we're gonna add some personal stories to this too. So, which Eric is uh, salivating over. There's going to be a little chestnut not seeing the light that hasn't seen the light of day in years. <laughs> so, um, oh, right. it sounds like they have a somewhat of a noise gate. I don't know if the stream yard doing that, but, um, you can still hear somebody's fan blowing or something, but really the thing that concerns me is the guy who's pitching his topic right now. You can hear his audio looping back. The teacher that Aaron was throwing rocks on the playground. She asked which Aaron it was. Nobody knew. And all. Okay. The reason that's happening is somebody has an insanely hot mic. It's insanely sensitive and somebody's headphones are really loud. And that microphone is picking up that audio coming back. So like, if there's a guy who's in, you know, another on an, on the other end of the line talking, his audio, you can hear the slight delay is getting to the other person into their headphones and coming right through on the microphone. This can be solved one of two ways. Karma, you probably did something and didn't get <laughs> exactly. caught for it. Maybe a couple of ways. Hold on. 
<laughs> All right. Um, this one is lovingly entitled. The way you solve that is um, turn down the sensitivity sensitivity on your mic is one way. Okay. And that means you got to be up to up, up on your mic more. I'm assuming they're condenser mics, which is sometimes tough because to be up on a condenser mic, isn't necessarily the best thing either, because eventually you could ruin it with the moisture that comes from your face and all that stuff. However, um, uh, the next best way to do that is with a noise gate. And I don't know what kind of controls you guys are operating with, but whoever's got the hot mic needs a noise gate, uh, a noise gate. You can hear you hear me snapping? Watch. Can you hear it? I don't know if you can hear it, but the louder I snap. See how it sometimes picks up, sometimes it doesn't. It's faint, then it's loud. That's a noise gate that's attenuating for the audio in the room. It keeps, it, it's, it, kills any of the volume in the background of any background noise and stuff like that. That would definitely help. Another thing, okay, a noise gate you can get, uh, comes standard on your software with your, with a Rodecaster um, Pro, uh, the Procaster or whatever it's called. Why do I never have the name of this thing? It's sitting right in front of me. I think it's, <laughs> God, because they have a mic called the Procaster, I think. And then there's the Rodecaster. Is it the Rodecaster? Yeah, it's the Rodecaster. Okay, and then the Procaster is the, I think, is the microphone. Rode Procaster is the microphone. Thank you, Mac. Finally got that together. Okay, so the Rodecaster, if you get the Rodecaster, that makes a difference. All right, and then the, the more expensive path to this is um, if you have a digital audio interface, if you're doing this through an, uh, a, a microphone with an XLR input, the next thing is maybe you can get a pod mic. A pod mic is a $100 mic. It's a dynamic microphone, picks up far less than any condenser mic's going to pick up. And then you're going to want to get like a, a dynamite um, preamp or a Fethead preamp. And that's going to help with the sensitivity of the mic. And it actually allows you to gain stage better, which actually allows you to set up the noise gate a little bit better. It allows you to have a tighter, um, a tighter, um, recording point, like a, a tighter space in which the, the microphone records. So like it doesn't pick up everything. It's three, five, six, seven, eight feet away. It only picks up with what's within a few inches of the microphone. I can give you an example. Okay. I've did this one, one other episode. Um, man, we're going way long today. I told you guys, this may be a 30 minute episode, boy. I don't know why I said boy like that. Okay. So, um, this is what I'm talking on right now is my three to $400 electro voice mic, um, on a dynamite preamp, which is a $99 dynamite preamp. I'm going to switch over to my road pro. I'm sorry. My road pod mic with an 89, with an $89 fed head preamp. So four to $500, $200. Okay. This is the Rode Pro Mic or Pod Mic. As you can tell, like it actually, I don't, I may even prefer my sound on this one. I don't even know if you can tell the difference, um, but I love the sensitivity on this mic far better than I actually do on the, on the Electro Voice. Let me go back to the Electro Voice. And this is the Electro Voice. It's just a little more clarity, a little more uh, responsive than it is than the, than the Pod Mic, but you can tell this is a far superior 
I should get out. You know what I should do is I should get out a condenser mic and show you guys how that works because there's a vast difference. And it took me years to figure out like I needed dynamic mics a long ass time ago. Okay. So you've got cheap, cheaper and cheapest. Cheapest, turn down your headphones and gain stage your mic a little better. If you don't know how what gain staging means, go Google it. You have to gain stage it specifically to your voice, especially with a condenser mic and, and test it. Um, the other piece to that is turn down your headphones if possible or get closed ear headphones that, that don't put out as much sound outside of, outside of the conversation. And that's how you get rid of that audio. Um, and so, I mean, I know I've, I'm, I really dove in really heavy into that issue, but I think that that was one of my big problems with your guys' podcast early on was just the insane amount of background noise that you can relatively inexpensively solve for. Um, so there's that. Just bam, bam, bam. Ooh. So, you know, 18 year old me's looking at this saying, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then I thought, then I thought again, well, I guess I'm kind of in an official capacity here. So. Like I said, they have good, they have good, um, they have good audio or, I mean, they have good rapport. They have good chemistry rather. They don't have the best audio. I think you guys should get on zoom sometime and do some good gain staging and, and, and tweak your audio, like spend some time. Like, like literally have a meeting. I'm sure you guys have meetings outside of this and talk about the show like take some time and have a conversation and dig into it and, and, and tweak it, do some screen sharing, tweak your audio. Um, you hear like be, be super, be very, very critical of your audio because this is, this is it. This is what you are about. It's yes, it's your content, but like package it, like put the nice ribbon and bow on it and use the good wrapping paper because it, it you're presenting it. And, and, and your listeners deserve that. As That's how you take it to the next level. Be extremely critical of the quality of your audio. Say, not, not to say they should have been doing what I was doing probably in your class. <laughs> See, like tell your, tell your co-host, hey man, listen, there's a nasty echo. Can you move your setup to your, to your closet? And if they go, nah, man, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like just dude, like we're trying to make this show better than, than it, than it is. We're trying to continually get better. Always be pushing for that. Clear that up. <laughs> uh, uh, sad, sad guy. I think Eric is the lead guy. His his mic audio sounds good, and it's solid and it's up front. It does get a little distorted. I would tweak it. It's changed. <laughs> uh, Candace's question is: How is there a couch cushion? Here, how it gets a little crunchy on the top. Like I would, I would spend some time and and tinker. <laughs> <laughs> At least the teacher's lounge we're talking about. You hear that? That's, that's, that is, my friends, that is. Of course, you would have had to. That's distortion, and that's what happens. It's, it's similar to this. Man, I am going long. We're going long, boys. We're going long. So um, on, on the distortion thing, like think about it this way. When you think about an image that you see where um, you take a picture with a camera, and it's either the sun is way bright or it's too dark and you start seeing the static and when it's too bright and stuff gets washed out, that's that stuff where you can't, you can't fix it in Photoshop, right? Because it's already blew out. It's distorted. The same applies to sound. So once you've blown it out to where it's distorted, you can't repair that. 
So it's better for you to have a weaker signal and then pump it up after the fact, pump up the final mix or pump up the output than it is to have your input jacked up and make it irreparable. Do you see what I'm saying? Beating the head. That's what the whole point of what's called gain staging. And and then they they have this whole concept, like you, you can get into the idea of compression and other effects like that. But for now, like start low and then crank up on the other side of it. Like what you're putting out for your output, pump that up. If you record quiet and in like when I say quiet, when you record around like the negative six, negative 15 to negative six dB, and then you at in post crank it up to negative three, then it's perfect. Now, granted, if you're recording like at negative 54 dB and you're trying to crank it up, you're going to start hearing some crazy shit. But really, guys, I, I would really suggest that you research gain staging and each one of you gain stage your mics for your own individual voices for your own individual environment spend some time learn what that means and tweak tweak your local machine whoever's running the lead whoever leads the whole thing i would recommend possibly if you can afford it to get a roadcaster and um and then what that does is that opens you up to a whole other realm of pers- uh, possibilities because then you don't even need streamyard because think about it this way. This is what I love about the road pro or the roadcaster. I can I can have a caller on USB. So I can put up open up my laptop. I can have somebody on USB. I can also have somebody called in by phone. I can also have somebody called in by Bluetooth. So imagine if I had two phones and one laptop and had everybody on three different things, we don't necessarily have to have them on StreamYard. StreamYard does make it easy, but the quality that you that you suffer from quality issues there. So imagine if you had two people on three people on FaceTime, the quality is vastly improved. You know what I'm saying? So it, it depends. It all depends. Just saying this another opportunity because what that allows you to do is tweak their individual audio channels and mess with the mess with the audio and and tweak them real time and then the 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 final mix down the final output can go to your YouTube live stream and that gives you a lot more control best case scenario all you guys are in one room if there's any chance you guys can get in one room guaranteed your chemistry is going to be better the show's going to improve the quality will be second to none and then it's game over it's easy it once you're all in the same room i struggle from the same problem with my other shows uh, it's impossible to get everybody in the same room. Okay. Um, so I think, um, I think what you guys are doing, you're doing a variety show. You have bits, right? You, everybody picks a topic. Um, I think that you guys are doing a good job. Everybody has a topic. I think that you should time box your bits because if you listen, now another story here. <clears throat> so again, I'll put up my air quotes, Mr. Heron. A friend of mine. The distortion's tough, though. Let three chickens loose in school and numbered them one, two, and four. The custodian looked for hours for a chicken with the number. And keep in mind that when you're listening to somebody else's show on my show, I actually do compression and mastering over the entire show. So it also changes the way they sound on my show as well. Um, so you're going to have to kind of take my word for it or go listen to their show yourself. Look at my thirsty golden retriever kind of... So you hear how like they're pausing and like there's a little bit of like a thought, which is fair. It's your show. That's what you do. Totally okay. 
a person who, however, department coming into a school building. Did you know that there's an actual measurement of how? However, this is what I've put for a, a, lot, a number of variety shows. I do it on myself too, is time box your show. Time box it. And what I mean by time box it is, listen, man, here's your question or here's your topic. We have 10 minutes on that topic. If you squeeze it in on that topic and somebody keeps a timer up so that you guys all know you need to hurry that shit up. What that does is it makes you not only express a little more brevity, you're more, you're, 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 you're not only being more brief with it, you're going to start speaking more dynamically. You're going to speak quicker and it's going to be more engaging for the listener to listen to. You're also going to get more creative in the way that you present it. You know what I mean? Um, what that also opens you up to do is get to other segments and add more variety to your show more quickly. I'm sure what you guys are finding, because I found this on my show, is as you're recording, you'll go, damn it, we didn't have time to get to that segment, or damn it, we don't have time to get to that piece, or man, I forgot this, or we should have done that. This can all be solved if you time box your segments. If you're not time boxing, I highly suggest that you do that. It's an old broadcast way of doing things. However, what that does is just by accident, it's not what they intended on in broadcast. Broadcast, they literally had to be time boxed because there's certain amounts of content that they have to deliver. There's ads that they have to deliver. There's a certain number of songs in a playlist they have to deliver within each hour. That doesn't apply to you. But if you are saying, listen, we want to do a one hour show. Imagine if you time boxed out of the three hosts, you gave each other a 10 minute segment that frees you up a full half hour of other segments to do, adding more variety to your show, making your show more interesting and engaging. And also what that does is it makes it more interesting to listen to and in turn brings more people in. You just time boxing just works. It helps. It definitely helps. Um, like I said, noise gate for the hardware, noise gate is a big thing. Noise gate and research that if you don't know what that is. You're not going to be able to do that real time unless you're recording through your computer and you have the ability to use effects real time. But noise gating, uh, because I'm hearing keyboards, I'm hearing loop back and stuff like that. Dynamic mics would help. Um, there's fancy and cheaper mics. You can, there's a $200 solution. There's a $500 solution. There's thousands of dollar solutions. Um, and then the last thing, one of the things that they touched on in the email was about how to make, you know, they don't necessarily have the budget, right? We haven't touched on this so much on this show. And maybe I'll do that on the next tips episode, which comes up uh, September 1st, uh, because I do one at the beginning of every month, how to make money. Longest episode ever. I hope you guys are pulling something from this. And I hope that my rambling isn't getting too old here. Um, because I'm not breaking up my show. Uh, but thank you for being patient through this. So how to make money. We've talked about this in many spaces. I've talked about it um, uh, before on how I did on the um, Live from the Basement show. And literally we asked, we would ask, and we asked a lot. Uh, we'd go around and, and send emails, make phone calls. And it was a lot of declines and a lot of no's. You got to get comfortable with that. Um, but here's what we did. I think I heard you guys do this on this episode. The quick, the quick answer is to start placing mock ads. I know that sounds crazy, but start placing mock ads. This episode's brought to you by Audible. Audible, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Another thing to look for is look for... Um, 
Oh, now I can't remember the name of them. They're like partner programs. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a ton of these out there. You don't have to be part of a network. Okay. Regardless of what these guys tell you on these groups, it pisses me off. You don't have to be part of a network. You don't have to be, have some huge ad deal. You can start by placing what I call mock ads. Listen, if you're small, you're not going to make any money off of this, but I'll show you where the value is. You go to audible. So if you look up, if you like Google, um, audible, what is it? Audible creator program for one, this is just one of many that are out there. Look up the audible creator program. They pay you $15 for each trial, right? But they give you a script to say, and you go, this episode is brought to you by audible, ba 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 go hit audible, sign up today. Boom. Okay. That ad is now placed. Okay. You might get one, maybe if you're lucky, probably not. Okay. Doesn't matter. You find another one. This episode's brought to you by Dick Sporting Goods. Dick Sporting Goods, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You do another one and then another one and then another one, another one. You put one in the end, maybe the middle, maybe the ad. End. Get creative with them. Make them funny. Make them entertaining. Make it an engaging ad spot. Then clip them out. Clip them out of your show. Not clip them out of your show, but make small clips of these of these audio bits. Start showing prospects what you've done in your show for Audible, what you've done for Dick Sporting Goods. Google uh, Media Buyer Pitch Deck. Create what's called a pitch deck. What a pitch deck is, for those of you who aren't in corporate America, a pitch deck is nothing more than a PowerPoint presentation that says, here's who we are. Here's what our audience looks like. Here's what we can bring to the table for you. Here's how much it costs. Now, we haven't dug into these. We can dig into these in detail in the future, but that's how you monetize on your podcast. Now, a lot of these assholes out here do not talk about that because none of them know what the fuck they're doing. And the ones that do know what they're doing aren't making money. I'm sorry. (laughs) The ones that do know what they're doing are making money and they ain't got time to sit around in a podcasting uh, Facebook group or a podcasting subreddit. Anybody who's wagging their finger at you telling you how to advertise or monetize on your show is not making money. Look, and I'm getting intense again because I, I do feel passionate about that because a lot of these guys will come in, here's how you make money. And then they'll tell you that you need to um, you need to get more listeners and blah, 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 blah. Yes, you do need to get more listeners. You always need to get more listeners. You should always be focusing on your content, 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 content first, not your website, not your social media campaign, content, content, content. If you focus on your content, the rest will come. You make your sound quality sound great. You make your, um, not, not only your sound quality sound great, but you also push and you make your, your show, like the, the delivery of your show, the intro, the outro, the packaging, all of it just sound beautiful to where people mistake you for being a major network show. That's what you want. You want them to go, are these guys signed to something? Are these guys owned by Luminary? Are these guys with Gimlet? Like, why do they sound like that? Perfect example is Committable. Committable was a show I just reviewed yesterday day before yesterday. Incredible. You would, you would absolutely mistake that show. If he pulled music and sound effects in it, you'd absolutely mistake that show for an NPR show easily. So that's my point. 
Create that space. Make people forget who you, where you're coming from. Yeah, you're an indie show. I can't tell you how much benefit I got from people going, are these guys, I think these guys are a satellite radio show. That's how we got some of our major interviews. That's how I got ad deals with uh, Boston Brewing, which is Sam Adams and um, uh, uh, Verizon Wireless and Blendtec Blenders and all these ad spots I pulled because people were mistaking us for radio. Okay, man, I get overpassioned. I get excited. <laughs> um, so 40 minutes in. Uh, so to recap, audio quality. Okay, take some time, guys. Gain stage. Gain stage and take some time to get your acoustics cleared up on each one of your hosts if you have to be remote. Okay. Make sure you're getting rid of every echo you can get rid of. Get rid of any distortion, any feedback. Um, make sure your air, conditions or air conditioners and fans are off. Take an hour. It's in one hour that you're recording for. Why does it hurt to, to, to dress it and make it beautiful, you know, for a minute, okay? Um, it's in terms of the content of the show, you guys have great chemistry. You guys have a, you've put together a show where it's, it's entertaining to listen to. It does drone a little bit because you need to speed it up. We need a little bit more brevity, your variety show. I would suggest time boxing segments, creating more bits, time box your segments and create more bits around your show. You sounds like you have a game uh, that you played this recent episode and everybody has a topic that they open up time box them so that you can open up to even more. Um, how to make money, start placing mock ads or get on these, um, these, um, affiliate networks where you can start placing ads in your show. And again, you're not going to make money from those. You're going to make money when you show Joe's liquor store up the street and say, listen, we want to drink your liquor on the store or want to drink your, some of the liquor that you sell here on the show. You pay us a hundred bucks. We're going to talk about you on four episodes. Eat dirt, make $25. It's cheap as dirt. Give it a shot. Tell him that you, and then send him the ad afterward and say, look what we did. And he, 99% of the time, they're going to go, want to do it again? That's dope. We can tell you, you got exposed to this many people. Bada, bada, ba. Here's an ad. Here's what we did on social. It costs you nothing to do that. You don't have enough of a following for it to matter, but where the value is, is when they're perceiving the way they're perceiving it. It's a fucking game. So place those mock ads, create a pitch deck, clip them out, send them out to prospects, get people interested in what you're doing in the ad space. One other tip I haven't talked about. When it comes to media buying, these guys, what they, especially in the bigger corporations, at the end of Q4, so the last three months of the year. So if I'm Coca-Cola, I pay ABC Marketing to manage my ads, to buy ads on podcasts, to buy ads in all these places, right? At the last three months of the year, if we've been given a $1 million budget and we still have $500,000 in the account, by the time Q1 comes around and, and Coca-Cola says, hey, ABC Marketing, how much of a budget do you guys need? And we said, another million this year. And they say, well, you only spent 500000 so eh, you're getting six We're going to give you a $600,000 budget this year. Or we fired you. So it's in every marketing company and media buyer's best interest to spend that budget. And luckily for us, 
they are trying to fire sale and buy everything they can at the end of the year. A lot of these marketing companies want to spend their shit as quickly as possible so that they get the re-up in Q1. So the last three months of the year, hot time, which is coming up here, that's when you start pitching. Call up Budweiser. Who's your media buyer? I need to talk to your media buyer. That's the key word. I want to send your media buyer my pitch deck. Okay. And that's how you make money. Once you make money, then you can get the roadcaster. Once you get the roadcaster, you can get the better mics, blah, 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 blah. But you guys have more than I ever had um, when I started out. I had two Radio Shack mics in a basement on a door on sawhorses with an old PC. If I can make my shit sound good back then and convince people that we are satellite radio, you can do two times better. So do your research, do your due diligence, do some Googling. Gain staging, noise gates, uh, audio processing, follow broadcasting. Don't follow these podcast idiots. Don't get a podcasting book. These guys, 99% of them are shit. Do your own research, follow broadcast. Broadcast has been doing it for years. That's where I've based all of my knowledge from. Podcasters are all, it's like, it's, yeah, I could go on for days. But we're at 45 minutes, the longest episode I've ever done. And we're going to close it out. I hope you guys pulled a lot from this. I hope that you didn't get sick of hearing my voice going on and on. Guys, from the Play It By Ear podcast, my sincerest apologies for being such a prick. And I wish you guys the best. It sounds like you've improved drastically. I hope that you continually improve, and I hope you win. Thank you so much for your patience. Thanks for the positive feedback. And the show's changed from this point forward, or from previous point forward. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Come on, come on, come on.